Hello and welcome to the Ideology Podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Ziddle, at Dr. Tim Ziddle on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create informative and short episodes designed to make personal growth and development fun again so you can cut the learning curve and become the best version of yourself while creating success at any level. Here we go. Have you ever wondered why people who are incredibly intelligent and very talented procrastinate? Uh, Why why do so many brilliant people, gifted people, find themselves underachieving um, or even self-sabotaging in the area of their businesses and their relationships, even in their hobbies? Maybe this is you asking yourself these questions, and if so, you and I are a lot alike. And and. As I started uncovering some of the reasons behind this, I heard an incredible TED Talk um, by a a guy by the name of uh, Peter Sage who talked about self-doubt, the power of the unconscious mind, just some really incredible stuff, some science, and it absolutely radically turned my world upside down. That's not even uh, hyperbole. It's not an an understatement uh, or overstatement. Uh, It's probably an understatement. And as I started digging more into the science and I started looking more into the research, I found out that biologically we are hardwired this way. Because our nervous systems biologically are hardwired for survival and comfort. Whereas the essence of who we are, basically our our soul, what some people call our soul or soul purpose or, you know, our, our motivating effect, that is hardwired for growth to fulfill our full potential. And managing that tension between comfort and how it feels as as well as our desire to fulfill that potential, that is where the key comes in. This is where a lot of people miss the mark. And here's the thing. I want to debunk something right away. This is not due. People do not succeed or do not lack forward progress because there's a lack of resources or accessibility. Okay, there is a ton of people. I mean, in our age today, we live in the information age. You could have access to whatever you want through YouTube or Google. You can learn whatever you want. You can get funding for whatever you want, right? Go fund me. You can, you could literally create an idea from scratch, harebrained as it might be. You could probably find people to fund it. It's not due to lack of resources or accessibility. And a lot of people would even say it's due to lack of opportunity, and that's not even true. Okay, there's a ton of people that have plenty of resources, plenty of accessibility, and even opportunity, and they just never get their bat off their shoulder. Most, if you look at history, most of the people that have completely changed the world, they did so without resources. They did so without accessibility. I mean, if you look at anybody from the creator of Sony, right, started out making toaster ovens and then failed at that and then created one of the most powerful electronics companies of all time, Colonel Sanders retired broke at 65 years old before creating KFC, right? So with these, there's a ton of people that started with nothing, created an opportunity, and then were successful. And again, the key to that is being able to manage the tension between comfort, which your nervous system is hardwired for, as well as the essence of what makes us want to grow and become our full potential. So let's talk about the science, okay? We're obviously equipped with an incredible piece of, of design and technology that we call our brain, 
runs absolutely everything in our body, but there's a specific part of our brain that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom, and that is called the neocortex, or most people would know this as the frontal lobe. It's just the front section of your brain. Now, this part of your brain is responsible for brainwaves on an alpha or beta frequency. You don't have to know what those are, what that means. It's just a certain type of brainwave. And that brain type of brainwave does not get turned on till you're around seven years old. Now, this is why uh, little kids under the age of seven, they sleep so much and they have like incredible otherworldly imaginations because they're operating with delta and theta waves. So different waves, when we're about seven years old, those alpha and beta waves start taking over. That's where we become more practical. We become more intelligent. We see ourselves able to think in better patterns, create strategies. So what this means is anyone under seven years old is also very impressionable. This is why there was a saying that said, bring me a child or give me a child for seven years and I'll show you the man. Because if you can can very, very carefully craft and, and, and create um, you know, information that's going into a child under seven years old and you do so consistently enough, you can absolutely brain tattoo and map out what the rest of their life will look like, whether that's going to be full of overachieving and positive uh, belief systems, positive affirmations and healthy habits. Or on the flip side, what we see is a lot of failed parenting strategies are leading to, to kids that are full of limiting beliefs and, and the ability uh, or lacking the ability to, to achieve or believe in themselves. And I'll give you an example, right? Let's just say that, um, you know, mom takes the kids to Costco, okay? And so uh, now here's the thing, right? Mom has her own issues, right? Maybe she's concerned about the finances for the family. Maybe dad didn't make as much money that month. They're coming up on tax season. They're going to owe a little bit on their taxes. Um, you know, maybe she's working as well and uh, they were going through COVID. So they're not really sure what the workplace is going to look like. She might even lose her job. Uh, you know, maybe there, there's been some arguing and fighting between her and dad. And there's, so there's a lack of intimacy in that relationship. And so you're at Costco. And of course, as all great advertisers and marketers do, they stack those toys and the books and all the colorful things right at the height and the eye level of kids, right? Because the kids are then going to say, mom, I want a toy. I want a toy. But then mom's going to say, no, you can't have a toy, right? Can't af- Maybe they can't afford it. You know, now's not the time to be to be asking for this toy. And, and the, you know, here's the thing though, right? With little kids, if they are anything, they are are not going to give up easily. And so this little kid is like, hey, I wanted the toy. Please, can I have it? I need it. I got to have this toy, right? And then all of a sudden, mom snaps, right? You can't have it. You don't deserve it. You haven't been good enough. You haven't behaved well enough. You know, you don't get the toy because uh, you didn't do what it took to deserve it. You're not good enough for it, okay? And 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 they might put that out there in any version of those words, but 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 the kid doesn't hear that mom has financial stress. The kid doesn't hear that mom can't, maybe they can't afford the toy. The kid doesn't hear that, that the, it's just not the right time to get the toy. All the kid hears is not good enough, not deserving. And then what they will do, again, very impressionable, they will spend the rest of their life acting out with their behavior what will justify that that belief system is right. They will continually self-sabotage. They will continually bring into play these limiting beliefs and for the rest of their life, they're going to find ways to support the belief that they're not good enough, not deserving. How many of us notice that in ourselves? How many of us feel like we had that experience maybe if we went back and looked back when we were a kid? 
And now if the threat of success comes up and it challenges that belief system at any point in life, whether it challenges it in the workplace and you're an overachiever, you're successful, you're constantly doubting yourself. Whether it comes up in a relationship and you meet someone who loves you for you, who sees the best in you and you're constantly second guessing why they're with you, you don't deserve them, they're gonna leave you because you're not good enough, right? Because here's the thing, there is a, there is a law of personal growth. This is an undisputed law. And this law says people will never rise above their opinion of themselves. And so usually these opinions are created in that, in that time before they were seven years old. When they were a little kid, they created these deep-seated values and opinions that they didn't know at the time. They were absolutely subconscious. They were programmed in. And maybe it was from not getting the love from the people they desired it most from. Maybe it was from even more hearing something damaging from the people that we loved the most. I mean, and again, that translates to relationships, right? We're talking about business. We're also talking about relationships. Life is, is 360 degrees all around. And the law of relationships, if we were going to change it, it would say no one can ever love us more than we love ourselves, okay? And again, so when we're looking at this scientifically, that neocortex, that frontal lobe, that is the prime real estate. If we're going to see things change, if we're going to really turn things around in our life, if we're going to start stepping into the success that we want for ourselves, we have to understand that it's going to happen in the frontal lobe where our intelligent thought, habit creation, um, direction, strategy, where that comes from. And here's the crazy part, right? Our body is so intricately designed. It is so incredibly intelligent that it does things that are so smart. We don't even know it's happening. It does it automatically by itself, right? The brain weighs about 150th of the body weight, but it takes up 20% of all body calories. So that whole time you're on the treadmill trying to work yourself into a frenzy, you didn't even realize by doing some brain exercises, you could, you could burn 20% of those calories. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't quote me on that. That's not a new weight loss strategy. But with that, what will happen is the brain, 20% of all your calories, that is a ton of energy that is being burned up by the brain. So the brain will create shortcuts because it wants to save that energy, right? You don't want to be tired all the time. And thinking is exhausting. Imagine yourself with decision fatigue, right? We've all been there. So the brain doesn't care about most decisions, it is your brain is going to automatically assume that whatever decision you make is done intelligently because you made it. Okay. And so with that, right, that is where environment comes in. Environment is so incredibly important. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. But with environment, let's just say that you chose to eat, you know, French fries and a burger, or fast food over having a salad right? Your brain is going to automatically assume that you had a really great reason for doing that and that that was a great decision. Now, here's the thing. If you make the same decision, whether good or bad, consistently, rather than that frontal lobe or neocortex having to think through every aspect of that decision from a strategy standpoint for intelligence, it will hand over, it will sense a pattern, it will hand this over to your midbrain, and now it's going to become an unconscious behavior habit, right? They say 30, 40 days, you do the same thing, it will become an unconscious behavior habit, right? Now you're not eating that fast food because it's a decision you made, you're eating that fast food over the salad because that's who you are, that's what you do. Okay. And, and, and a great example of this is how many of us, you know, ever went to go somewhere, maybe we went to go out to eat and the, going out to eat was close to our workplace. And all of a sudden we find ourselves taking the same turns and we go to pull into work 
totally accidentally not realizing, oh, shoot, I'm supposed to go to the restaurant down the street from work. This just happened to me the other day, right? And then I was like, oh, shoot, I wasn't even thinking about it. I just literally drove myself to work without even thinking about it, right? Or how many of us are on our way home from work and we get home and we don't even remember the last five minutes of the drive, right? Holy cow, where was the traffic? I don't even remember it. I've just found myself at home, right? These are unconscious patterns. It's scary. But what this means is 95% of the time scientists estimate people are pretty much, they call it sleeping awake, because they're living in that unconscious mind. Their brain is just taking over and it's doing the pre-programmed activities and habits. And so when we try to think of this from the way of how do we break these limiting belief systems, how do we break these bad habits, these bad patterns, and get to a place where we're achieving success, a, a really, really good example of this is, is think about um, you know, think about the mind like a compass, okay? So your brain can only point in one direction at a time, right? Thinking of that compass. It can only ever point one direction at a time, right? And most people would say a compass always points north, right? Well, when we're thinking about that neocortex, that frontal lobe, the power of that is that you could point that needle in any one direction at a time, but you can't point it in more than one direction, so if you thought of it as north being positive thinking, um, um, affirmations, um, achieving, high achieving, not self-sabotaging, not limiting yourself. And if you thought of south on the compass, literal compass as negative, dragging yourself down, full of self-doubt, full of, of, of insecurities, your brain and, and your neocortex, your frontal lobe has the power to be able to turn that needle whatever direction it needs to go but it can only point that in one direction at a time. And what this means is, let's just say that that needle was pointing south. You have the ability, if you feel down, to watch something funny, right? Maybe it's a funny YouTube video. Maybe it's, um, you know, reading, um, you know, my, uh, Tim's Facebook statuses because they're hilarious, right? Whatever that looks like, um, you could, you could do something to make yourself laugh, to make yourself feel better, right? You can change the direction. Uh, maybe you're, you're feeling low energy, right? Pointing south, low energy. You could go make yourself a coffee or go grab a coffee um, or, or you could go do a workout, right? Get your energy up. You can point that in any direction at time. Here's the problem. If you do not consciously choose, if you do not use your neocortex, if you don't use your frontal lobe to choose where you want that needle to point automatically, by itself, it will go towards default and the default will always be south right so to speak it will always be negative rather than positive and that is because of our environment we live in a world in a society where things are overtly negative an environment will always trump will your intention will be beaten by your environment every single time so let's just say a, a great example of this one would be maybe you love jazz music or pop music right and your car breaks down, you got to hitch a ride to work with someone else, and they love country music, and you hate country music, right? Now, obviously, I'm describing myself in this example. <laughs> Anybody that knows me is laughing listening to this because they know I hate country music. I can't stand it. Uh, every country song I've ever heard sounds like ding, 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 ding. I don't know why. I know they're all different. They all have their own flavor, but that's literally every time I hear a country song, that's what it sounds like to me. I, I feel like there's like a hoedown going on somewhere. Anyways, with that being said, right, you have to take rides to work with this person now. And here's the thing, right? If they listen to country music, the whole time you go on that ride there, it doesn't matter what music you love and what music you hate. Within three days, three or four days, you're going to be tapping your foot to the beat of that country music right? And then now you're talking five, six days. Now you're going to be humming that song in the shower, stuck in your head, okay? 
here's the crazy part. You don't get to choose if you get programmed because we are programmable by design, right? That was one of the, the strongest things that, that Peter talked about is we are programmable by design. So you can't choose if you get programmed. The only thing you can choose is how you get programmed. And so there's three different things um, that I, I want to, to lay on you really quickly here and then we'll be done today uh, as to how you can change the programming so that you can step up, achieve better self-mastery, take back power, control of your mind, work out of, of conscious creation rather than unconscious belief systems, negative belief systems. And here are the three tips to change. Number one, you've got to stop putting the wrong things in. You have to choose a better environment. Like I said, environment trumps will every single time. So if, 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 if you hang out with nine people that are doing recreational drugs, there's a high likelihood you're going to be the 10th, right? But if you hang out with positive people that are going to build you up, that are going to hold mirrors to your greatness, that are going to help you birth beautiful ideas instead of stealing them, you're either going to step up and become one of those people yourself or you're going to leave and find a different crowd. Okay, it's called the law of conformity. 95% of the people are doing one thing. You're going to step in and, and, and either mirror that behavior. Or you're going to leave and find a different group where you can mirror that behavior. Okay, the two, the, the couple biggest influences that, that uh, Peter talked about were media and peers. Obviously, you guys know the media is not for you. Okay, the media is designed to trigger your amygdala. It's negative before positive. It's all for ratings and ads. The media is not a charity. Okay, they're just trying to make money off of you. And 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 the, all the news stories are the same. They're just different people. Houses are burning down. People are getting um, you know tragically um, uh, taken away from the world too early. You know through through different things. And so continuing to watch news reports and say you want to be a positive person is like trying to say you want to be healthy and still smoke. They just don't go together. They're an oxymoron. And obviously with your peers, you, you can't choose your family. So you got to love your family. You got to find healthy ways to love your family and set healthy boundaries, but you can choose your friends. You've got to choose better friends, good friends, people that are positive, that are for you. And that's where, um, you know, you, you can continue to see, uh, you know, yourself, stop putting the wrong things in. The second thing is you have to start putting the right things in. This would be books, podcasts, right? Like, like what you're listening to right now. If you're listening to this great, great way to add positive things to you at least once a week or even better every day, you should be finding some type of book, some type of influence that's positive, that's going to build you up. And that should be getting inputted in so that you're consistently building yourself rather than having things just continually take from you and, and, um, one of the, the coolest things that he said is if you don't start creating the life that you want as the star of your own movie, the movie of your life, you're going to find yourself as an extra in someone else's. Okay. And then the third and final thing is you need to get the things that shouldn't be there out. Now we are often blind to our limiting beliefs and our subconscious mind that tries to self-sabotage us at every level. And so for this, you need someone outside of yourself. You need to find a mentor or a coach, just people that can help you identify your limiting beliefs or unconscious patterns and, and call them out to you so that you can step outside of those. So um, with that, when you identify limiting beliefs and these unconscious programming, you can then set better habits consciously. And that's pretty much, like I said, moving that compass needle towards self-mastery. Before you step into that next online course, that next self-help seminar, that next you know uh, a podcast that tells you all the different ways you need to change everything uh, in your business or in your relationships, why don't you start working on you first? If you get yourself 
to the place where you, everything else could be breaking down around you, right? There's a hurricane going on, but you're the eye of the hurricane. Any situation you step into, you're like, I've got it. I can handle it. Put it on me. I'm not going to break down. I got this. Then you're going to be capable of becoming the best and greatest version of yourself. And you're going to set the example and the intention for other people. You, people do not change around you because you tell them to, right? And if you're in a relationship right now where it's just full of strife, it's just full of, 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 um, of fighting, right? People aren't going to change just because you tell them to. They're going to change because they're inspired by how they see you showing up. They're inspired by your behavior. And so with that, I'm just going to go ahead and finish by giving you this. You know, Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Work on yourself. Identify those things. Put the right things in. Get the wrong things out. And you're going to see yourself step into an incredible place where you stop self-sabotaging and start achieving. I can't wait to see that happen. I know we went a little bit longer than we usually do this time. And I appreciate you bearing with me and having that patience. I just wanted to lay this on you. It's been burning a hole in my heart. And uh, I'm so glad to share life with you, to share these revelations with you. And uh, I can't wait to come back next week with another one. You did it. You reached the end and hopefully you're one conversation, one episode closer to that breakthrough, to that success that you've been searching for. Again, you can like it, love it, share it, subscribe, whatever you want to do. I'm just grateful that you're here along for the ride and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.